podcast fans and welcome to the podcast known uh, as of right now uh, as Chris and Matt Skim Wikipedia, the podcast that uh, came from a different podcast that came from a different podcast all in the same feed and maybe we'll become a different podcast in the future because who knows if we will be fickle and get tired of this idea as you have with others or well yeah i guess that's how it ha- well i guess the middle podcast wasn't us being tired of ideas us not having an idea but wanting to record podcasts anyways instead of not recording until we found an idea uh, we decided to record it through the process of not having an idea to make people deal with that while we figured it out they I'm- often say that the best the best most entertaining part of the creative processes forcing people to see your rough drafts they say the best part of waking up is folders in your cup mm, uh, who says that uh i maxwell house <laughs> maxwell house <laughs> yeah maxwell house i believe that was the brother of uh dr house on house mm. his snooty brother the, the dr house i never watched house i don't know if he had a brother or anything <laughs> Yeah, his brother was his his name was Max House. His brother because Doctor House's first name was Minimum. Uh, well, they say it's like sort of it was like a, a riff on uh, what the shit. Oh, Sherlock Holmes and Sherlock mm-hmm. Holmes had a brother named Mycroft, which is like Minecraft but different. Ooh, Minecraft Holmes. Is that anything? Is, is that nothing? Yeah, that's nothing. Okay. Minecraft Holmes. It could be something. Well, I mean, there are homes in Minecraft that are built by Minecraft players, uh, <laughs> but it's spelled a bit differently. Uh, I, I was laughing because I went to look on the Wikipedia page. This is a podcast sort of where we look at Wikipedia and stuff, but and sometimes it's just the two of us bullshitting around, and then we'll look at uh, Wikipedia sometimes. We had a couple of bits and segments we were doing, uh, but those are sort of retired, I think. Um, we're, we're really starting people off fresh here. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Well, just so people know that we retired the canceled Muppet of the Week and we retired me guessing who's on Smooth. By the way, on that note, I was reading an article on the website theringer.com recently, and uh, they are doing like top singles of the 1999. And the one of them that was on there was Maria Maria, mm-hmm. which had the name of like the, the whatever the shit they were called, uh, good uh, Y and B or whatever the fuck. The they GBs or something. Yeah, uh, the something GB. So, uh, had I read that article while we were still doing that, I I would have been able to guess it, but it would have been like an asterisk on it because I would have accidentally looked it up basically. Yeah, had you have known the answer, yeah. you would have known the answer. Anyways, what I was going to say is that I'm looking at the cast and characters of House, and Omar Epps played a character in that show who was in all eight seasons. His character's name was Eric Foreman, which is what? also the name <laughs> like from the 70s show? Of, the, of the main character on that 70s show, which seems insane to me that they would have a character named Eric Foreman... On like like, that's like insane. That's yeah. Someone should have locked up the uh, creator David Shore, the creator of House. They should have locked him up in an asylum and thrown away the key, as if he were, you know, House in those episodes of House where he gets placed yeah. inside of a an insane asylum. That happens, right? Probably. Uh, I feel like that happens. Yeah, because like he does drugs and stuff, 
and he walks with a limp, and he's played by Hugh Laurie, who is British. Fortunately, Dr. Eric Foreman <clears throat> has his own Wikipedia page, so I can see if they ever said anything about him, like if they ever made jokes about his name or anything. Uh, let's see here. Uh, he's in the pilot, and he's in the last relationship with House. Uh, first two seasons, least complicated of his relationships with his fellows. Uh, I don't... House faked his death in order to spend time with Wilson, and as they ride off together, Foreman... What the shit happened? Wait, Wilson from uh, Home Improvement? Yes. Yeah, they stole every character's name. Yeah, here's a character on House named Homer Simpson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and here's a character named King Lear. <laughs> here's a character named Lassie. Oh, there's a Russian version, uh, a Russian equivalent show uh, called Dr. Richter. Mm. A direct and authorized remake of House for Russian television called Dr. Richter, starring Alexei Serebryakov. How long did this show last? Two seasons, 32 episodes. Good guess. Dr. Richter. It just seems so much... um Seems like a much less interesting title than House. Dr. Andre Richter. It's got a weird poster. Uh, with like a brain and a head sort of thing going on there. It's unusual. As opposed to what Tom Jones said, it is unusual to have a poster like this. Do 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 do. So, yep. That's what this podcast is. <laughs> it's all. Uh, I want to see this poster now. Yeah, you do that. So now I'm looking. Do, while do, you, do. While you do that, I decided to look up the list of people who were born today, uh, even though it's, uh, you know, won't be with people. Oh, today was the day that Jimmy Hoffa disappeared at a restaurant. Mm, last I heard, he was buried in, under Giant Stadium. Yeah, that's a, a myth. I know that for two reasons. One, they checked out of Mythbusters, and two, there's an episode of The Adventures of Pete and Pete where uh, Pete is using a metal detector, and he finds uh, Jimmy Hoffa's little Pete. That is, he finds Jimmy Hoffa's like identification, like his wallet or something, which means he's buried in Wellsville somewhere. Mm, I think I remember that. Uh, but Wellsville, uh, famously located in my hometown of Cranford, New Jersey, because they shot the show there, <laughs> Hooray. which isn't that far from Giant Stadium. Oh, it, yeah, well, apparently it was close to that, which is it's all very strange because he disappeared in Bloomfield Hills, Michigan, which is a place that I've been to or driven through and been, uh, been to occasionally, driven through many a time. It's a very fancy suburb of Detroit. So, yeah, he's at some restaurant. I, don't, I wonder if that restaurant's still around. Probably not. I'm going to look it up on Not Wikipedia. <laughs> it's like Chris and Matt Skim, Not Wikipedia. I feel like Jimmy Hoffa, Jimmy Hoffa's like disappearance and then death is like one of those things that's like, like a man was killed, but it's just like immediately it became a joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that restaurant closed in 1996, so it's, it's been a while since anybody ate at that place where old Jimmy Hoff's disappeared. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure it wasn't great for business. Prob. Well, I mean, he disappeared in 1975 and it closed in 1996. So mm. we got 21 years. Yeah, 21 years to fuck that up. Yeah. And, well, restaurant business is a tricky business. Ooh, the, what happened? The Watergate scandal uh, releases a peanut. That's not that interesting. Civil War, not that interesting. The Steamboat Brother Jonathan, not that interesting. Ooh, 
Uruguay wins the first World Cup in 1930 on this date, which people don't know what the date is. They'll have to look it up and figure it out. Another time, another place, another, another dimension. Time. <laughs> Top of the Pops it broadcast for the last time. Have you ever seen that video of uh, Nirvana on Top of the Pops? Maybe. I've seen a lot of Top of the Pops videos. A lot of artists that I've enjoyed throughout the years have performed on Top of the Pops. They all tend to make fun of the fact that they're lip-syncing. That's exactly what Nirvana was doing. I think the... I feel like I saw a video of the Dead Kennedys doing a similar thing, but I don't know if it was Top of the Pops. Mm. Well, technically... uh, They all seem to think it's so clever. Yeah. Well, technically, uh, the Nirvana Cricket was not lip-syncing. Like, they were playing along with, like, tracks that were like you know previously recorded and so uh a lot of the time kurt cobain was even bothering like strum his guitar and like uh, chris novoselic was acting like he was like doing a crazy sort of like a uh, riff mm-hmm. on his bass and like uh there's one part where uh dave grohl like he clearly is not actually hitting the drums but the but uh kurt cobain also he sings uh the song known as smells like teen spirit he sings it like he's like morrissey basically he like really croons it basically he's like load up your guns and, and then he expresses his uh his um support for far-right militant groups uh, in the uk <laughs> good old morrissey yeah good old morrissey <laughs> there's a a, a woman uh that i would see around the improv circles a lot that wore like a smith shirt a lot which i would be i would be like oh that's a bold choice in this modern era to be like still like repping i mean i guess like the smiths are different than morrissey it's not like she's wearing a mm-hmm. morrissey shirt but i was like that's like gotta be an interesting thing to try and like figure out like do i keep wearing my smith shirt around like it's like a cool shirt and like the smiths as a band are different than morrissey as a person but i uh, think one must deduce and think about whether deciding what to wear. I feel like the uh, Morrissey's like uh, hard pivot towards becoming a Nazi has like really been underreported within like music circles. Yeah. Well, uh, is Garrett Morrissey a thing? We got Garrett Morris, the guy from the first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> from the first season of SNL. Yeah. And then, like, combining Yeah, is Garrett Morrissey. Morrissey a thing? I mean, that's a really good question. If Garrett, there's Garrett any Morrissey, type of a Instagram a... Photoshop account where people mash up Morrissey <laughs> with different Saturday Night Live cast members, I'm well, sure it is. That would be the best one where you can do Gilda Radner and Morrissey. Like, uh, mm. her as, like, Rosanna Dana. Like, put that, like, wig on Morrissey. Put the Rosanna Dana oh wig on Oh, my gosh. Could you imagine the Rosanna Dana wig on Morrissey's head? Well, she will... <laughs> Gee willikers. That is Uh, something else. I could definitely hear him uh, doing the point-counterpoint thing in the Dan Aykroyd role and saying to Jane Curtin, Jane, you ignorant slut. That does seem like it's on brand for Morrissey. Yeah. In this modern time. Uh, Good old... (laughs) Anyways, Garrett Morrissey, he was on Two Broke Girls, a show I never watched. That was doing that had reruns on TBS for a while, but I don't think they do them anymore because I don't think they quite caught on. Like, uh, Big Bang Theory like, reruns. I feel like Two Broke Girls is a show that I have never seen, but has been on for maybe a hundred years. It's not on anymore. Really? It's canceled? It got, it got, it got canceled. I'm going to figure out when. Two Broke Girls. It was on for six years, and it ran 138 episodes. That's a lot more episodes so, than I thought. But I have a feeling... Uh, Oh's Whitney Cummings show. Yeah. 
I think yeah, it came out the same show. year as Whitney. She had like two shows. Yeah, Whitney's big year. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, I thought it was uh, what's his face. Um, Chuck Lorre. Chuck Lorre. Yeah. No, it was Whitney Cummings and the dude from who created Sex in the City. Michael Patrick King. Yeah. Yeah. Who I remember when the show was. Coming oh, he also created the comeback. A great show. Ah, uh, but I remember when the show was coming out. Like people were complaining about a lot of like the broad stereotypes on it. And like mm. Michael Patrick Keane, King would just be like uh, calling out, like he'd like be doing like stereotype stuff with, with like the like press at the same time, like oh, so you're Irish, blah 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 blah, and like you know, and maybe he turned the maybe he turned the finger at himself too, as well perhaps. I just remember him like <laughs> digging a deeper hole. Wait a second. One of these characters' names. Two. Is- wait, let me see this uh, article from Wikipedia. This says two pro girl creator fights critics denies racism. <laughs> that, that doesn't sound good. That sounds about right. Uh, uh, Cast is not only multi-ethnic. But one of the characters' names was Caroline Channing. So I gotta assume there's gotta be some Carol Channing jokes or whatever. What's Cat Dennings up to these days? I'm gonna look her up. On it Wikipedia. really doesn't bode well for you. I mean, I'm not, I'm going off of this, what you just told me. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't bode well for you if you deny racism by going, oh, I hear you're Irish. And like, uh, it's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> and like, yeah, I'm like, oh, so you're right. And then he's saying something like stuff about like Irish stereotypes or whatever. So he's like, oh, so that's your dysfunction. Like you're Irish. You're afraid of sex. That's your dysfunction or whatever. I don't know. I, I'm paraphrasing tweets I read when that show came out. Like, okay. Millions okay, of years let me see. Ago. So this, this, uh, part, I'm looking at the reception for two broke girls is Andrew T writing for Grantland singled out the portrayal of Han Lee. As a fairly regressive portrayal of the stereotypical Asian male, a tiny, greedy, sexless man-child <laughs> with infantilized speech patterns. Similar Orthodox Jews. Oh, yeah. Michael, Ka- Michael Patrick King said, I don't find it offensive. <laughs> is that- wow. <laughs> but, that is yeah. r- a really shitty thing to say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was just uh, reading that uh, cat... Cat Dennings is going to be starting in a new show on the Hulu that's debuting in November called Dollface, where she's starting mm. alongside Little Esther, also Brenda Song, and wait, Brenda Song? Nope, that's a different person I was thinking of. I was thinking of uh, Hong Chao, who's a different Asian woman who's had a very different career. Brenda Song is the one who got stuck starting on the TV show Dads. Hmm. Which one was Dad's again? Oh, shit. She's dating Macaulay Culkin. Good for her. Yeah. Good for Macaulay Culkin, too. Uh, hang on. I'll see. Who she, Dad's was the it was like the Fox show with uh, starring Seth Green and Giovanni Ribisi, and they're hanging out with their dads who are played oh, by... Oh, uh, yes. Peter oh, wait. I just... I, s- <laughs> I searched for the dads on Wikipedia and ended up for the Wikipedia entry for father. Uh, father is the male parent of a child. Ooh. Big if true. Oh, I like this. The 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 image for it is parental advice by Joseph Laurentis Dixmans, created <laughs> in eighteen thirty one. It's a nice little portrait of a man talking to uh, presumably his daughter. One presumes Seth MacFarlane what? was one of the producers of this show. Dad, Dad, which lasted one season and no 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 nineteen episodes. Uh, so yeah, I got your Brenda song. I feel like Dad's was like a passion project for Seth Green. Possibly, is he, that true? I well, I know that Robot Chicken probably is because he's been Robot Chickening it up for so long. Oh, Macaulay Culkin's gonna guest star in an episode of Dollface. That tracks because 
he's dating uh, what's her face, the woman who was in Bren- Brenda's song. Also, oh, he's in some movie coming up called Changeland. Oh, written directed by Seth Green. So apparently, I wonder if Seth Green introduced Macaulay Culkin to Brenda's song. Wouldn't that be fun? That would be fun. Uh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The creator of House is also the creator of Sneaky Pete. Oh, wow. S- Giovanni Rabisi. Giovanni Rabisi. Wait a minute. Hold on one second. This is some breaking news. I think that maybe. Hold on. I can't. I'm trying to confront. It would be so much easier if this was just a show about IMDb instead of Wikipedia because <laughs> the information is so hard to follow on Wikipedia. Uh, I'm trying to follow it. Jeez. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Here it is. Whew. All right. I'm going to ask everyone to sit down, maybe pull over your car for this late-breaking news. Are you ready? I'm ready. In addition to David Shore creating Sneaky Pete, another co-creator of it is none other than Brian Cranston. Oh, wow. There you go. Yeah. Who I believe... Was, there, you have, there you have it. I believe he was on the show maybe some, too, as well. Like he was the heavy, the villain, as it were. Really? Mm-hmm. How would you know? You, there's no way you've ever seen an episode of Sneaky Pete. No, but you know, I watched on Amazon Prime recently. One, well, a couple of things. One, I watched the entirety of that show, The Tick, on there. The new was Tick. It, good? it was. I watched solid. the pilot. I watched the pilot. I enjoyed it. It was I solid. Seen, I haven't seen anything else of it. And then I watched. Speaking of pilots, I watched the pilot episode of the original Magnum PI, starring Tom Selleck, which I. How never, was it? It was okay. I don't think I'm watching any more episodes of it. Okay. Yep. Uh, I recently watched the first season of Fleabag. Ah. Um, it was good. I'm at I feel like I'm, I'm against the against the grade. Everyone's praising it. It definitely feels like one of those shows that uh, everyone tells me is very funny, and then I watch it, and I'm like, I can see how this is funny, but I'm not laughing. Indeed. Well, it's time for my favorite segment, Celebrity Birthdays, which is a segment that they used to do on um, the podcast Stop Podcasting Yourself. But then they stopped, so I'm stealing it from them because they haven't done <laughs> Start it Start podcasting years. yourself. Let's see. Okay. Happy celebrity birthday to uh, the lady who was on Chuck that wasn't Chuck, Yvonne Strahovski, who was born on this day in 1982. I would like to send out uh, a special early birthday to Malcolm Jamal Warner, who was born August 18th, 1970. You know, it could be an... Oh, he was born in Jersey City. I did not know that. Uh, did you know that it could be an early, an early birthday or a belated birthday? Happy celebrity birthday to Han Solo's sister, American soccer player, Hope Solo. Mm, I thought she was Free Solo's sister. <laughs> yeah. Well, she it would be more fitting because well, when she seems to be based on a reputation kind of an asshole. And uh, that's, mm. that's a free solo guy. His reputation seems to be he's kind of an asshole. So, let's uh, see. Another celebrity birthday. Somebody who is listed on the Wikipedia page for today's uh, as being an American basketball player and computer scientist. Happy birthday to Kate Starbird, who also has a very fun name. And lastly, but not leastly, the first person born on this date, according to Wikipedia, born way back in 1470, Died in 1505, but became the emperor of the Ming Dynasty. Nevertheless, uh, happy celebrity birthday to Hong Ji. I 
don't know how to pronounce things, so... <laughs> Hongji, if you're listening, please write in with the pronunciation of your name. Yeah, born Zhu Yucheng, uh, peace-loving... Oh, a peace-loving emperor. He only had one... I, Hey, we support that, Here's huh? Here's what I like about this. Are you going to throw out your support for a 15th century Chinese yeah, emperor? Yeah, because he only had only one emper- empress and no concubines, granting him the distinction of being the sole perpetually monogamous emperor in Chinese history besides Emperor Fei. Dude, mm. you know, kept it in his pants at a time when <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have to. He could have done what he wanted. He was emperor of China in the 1400s. He could have been, you know, sticking it in any hole he wanted, but... Oh, God. He... Why? Didn't want to. He liked his one empress. He was, you know... Why do you have to use that expression? He had his boo that he loved, and he... He stuck with that. It's awful. It's an awful thing to say. He wasn't getting trim all around China. Please stop. (laughs) Our listener doesn't need this. Maybe they do. Maybe it's the only thing that gets them off. Uh, Well, I mean, it's not your responsibility to get them off. It's not my responsibility, but I really want to do it. Yeah. If this is the only thing that gets them off listening to you say vaguely misogynistic or aggressive <laughs> things. <laughs> it's very vulgar, but I'm not saying... I can't, I can't say things that are sexually explicit without it being problematic. <laughs> I don't... Hmm, uh, I think you can. I think it depends what you're saying. What you're saying is fine. I haven't not said anything that derogatories the women. That I th- it definitely objectifies. Well, I'm saying he's not doing these. I'm talking about sex in abject <laughs> sense, but he's the dude, so when he's getting that strange, he's involving women. It is what it is when ladies are out there. You're, you're one second away from being the canceled Muppet of the week. We're bringing the, we're bringing the segment back and turning you into Speaking a Muppet. Speaking of Muppets, <laughs> did you see that? Um, Kermit the Frog performed at a folk music festival uh, recently, alongside Janet Weiss and Jim James from uh, My Morning Jacket, Janet Weiss, formerly of Slater Kenning. No, I didn't see that. <laughs> Rainbow Connection, and you know what probably happened? Yeah. He probably got some poaching after that, because Kermit <laughs> likes to get his dick wet, because he's an amphibian. So you're saying afterwards he went for a swim? Yes. In a, in a say, pond, I assume, or a swamp. He seems like a very swampy guy. Yeah, he's, he's got that classic swampy bod. <laughs> he's got swamp bod, which is like yep. dad bod, but for swamps. But it's okay when people talk about dad bod, but when I talk about... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, this is, this is, you're really turning into a Michael Patrick King about this. <laughs> I don't find it offensive. Michael Patrick King... Yeah. <laughs> I assume Michael Patrick King also doesn't find it offensive. I bet if you hear this right now, he. I'm sure it. he doesn't. I'm sh- I'm sure he does love yeah. it. Michael Patrick King, if you're a listener, let us know. Also, turn this podcast into a TV show so we can be rich. You know, I'll I'll happily keep saying maybe offensive things. We're the original odd couple, Matt and I. Also, I'm Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's Chris. We never introduced ourselves. We said this is Chris Evans, Kim Wikipedia, but we never introduced ourselves. Yeah. But, what if we did? What if we did? Uh, uh, Chris Evans, Kim Milk. 
Where, is that where we uh, watch the movie Milk, but we're looking at our phones the entire time? <laughs> yeah, well, well, yeah, we well, we uh, we watch it uh, at uh, uh, 1.5 speed, so we're kind of skipping I thought, through. Yeah, it. that works too. Or like we was like pick and choose like uh, from like the menu, like the scene menu. It's like watch randomly. So mm-hmm. I figured it's yeah, like uh, just... I watch uh, Milk, but I'm also playing Words with Friends on my phone at the same time, so I'm not giving it my full attention. <laughs> You should give it your full attention. I would. That? Sean Penn won an Oscar for it, and he's not a problematic guy. He's friends with El yeah, Chapo. But... <laughs> <laughs> how could a man that's friends with El Chapo be bad? Yeah, how could, yeah. The spot third hummingbird. That's the name of a bird I saw. I did the thing where I hit a random article on the old Wikipedia, which is the thing we did on this podcast sometimes in the past. Uh, Aramenko, Moser. But this is like the worst thing on this podcast is saying the random because there's just so many fucking Wikipedia pages that n- none of them are really interesting at all. So if you just hit the random page, you get like some guy named Lionel Gatford who was a royalist Church of England clergyman in the whatever time period he wrote various works. Did you know that Mary Lou Henner, this is something I saw on Wikipedia, but I don't have to look it up, which is good, so I don't have to do the thing where I look. Before she became famous as like the, the memory lady... She was writing like Since the memory. she was like writing uh, a she wrote diet books basically that was like the thing she did like after she wasn't really acting a lot anymore mm-hmm. instead of like you know because she was on a Taxi of course and then she was yeah, in the movie L A Story of course uh, mm-hmm. but yeah she's published a lot of books but like uh, Mary Lou Henner's Total Health Makeover the thirty day Total Health Makeover I refuse to raise a brat that was the book she released in nineteen ninety nine. Healthy Life Kitchen. Healthy Kids. Help them eat smart and stay active for life. Healthy Holidays. Wear your life well. Use what you have to get what you want. And then she did finally a memory book. Total Memory Makeover. Uncover your past. Take charge of your future. Wow. Yeah, indeed. She's a real, she's a great author. She did a couple episodes of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, that's right. Uh, I'm going to now skim... Amazon, because I want to look her up on Amazon and see like if her books come up, and I want to see what sort of rating her books have. So, Mary, uh, I'm gonna look at the uh, Wikipedia entry for her first husband, Frederick Forrest. Oh yeah, the actor Frederick Forrest. He is in Valley Girl. Mmm, mm, Valley Girl, a film I like, but I haven't seen yeah, it in a long time. He and uh, shit, the woman from Clue who played a vet. Uh, she plays his wife. They are the parents of the main woman. Isn't Mary Lou Henry also in Clue? No, you're thinking of Leslie Ann Warren. Mm, yeah. Classic mix. Yeah. Her most recent book got four stars on it. Let's see. Total Health Makeover, 10 Steps to Your Best Body, four stars. Changing Normal, How I Helped My Husband Beat Cancer, which was not included on the Wikipedia page. That's got three like and a half stars. They're trying to trying to bury that trying to bury that book. By all huh? means, keep on moving from 1994. Uh, that has only three stars. Only has nine reviews. Four stars for Total Health Makeover, uh, Healthy Life Kitchen. Four stars. Uh, the, that's not a book she wrote. Don't know why it's up here. Mary Lou Henner's Body Victory. That's uh, three audio CD set. Five stars. Only one review. Healthy Holidays. Three and a half stars. <laughs> okay. Okay. Enough of this. <laughs> Johnny Dangerously. Let's wrap it up. Four and a half stars. She's in that movie. Johnny Dangerously, a movie I used to like. Yeah. Don't know how I've seen up. it in many moons. I liked it as a child. 
Ooh, I can save three. I can mm-hmm. save three dollars in the paperback of Total Memory Makeover right now with a coupon. Only okay, one left in stock. This that skip Wikipedia. <laughs> Only one left in stock. It says. So if you want to buy that book, you better hope nobody bought it. And by the time you hear this podcast, because <laughs> there'll be out of copies of Total Memory Makeover, Mary Lou Henry's book that she's got a, a a red string tied around her finger on the on the cover art. Yep, remember, remember, remember stuff. Remember, remember. Uh, reference that no one really gets today. November. You think that uh, Guy Fox tied a string around his finger? Or V and V for Vendetta? That guy, you think he, he yes, tied I a do. string around his finger? Just so he wouldn't forget what date yeah. the date. Uh, and you think, uh, and also to remember to shave Natalie Portman's head. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't want to forget that. No, it's an important part of his plan, which involved kidnapping her and like uh, doing a bunch of weird stuff, but she went along with it anyways. But she kind of was in a tricky situation because you know so yeah that's what i would call a tricky situation society yeah. had fallen apart into a dystopia a dystopia where people wore guy fox masks uh i don't remember i don't remember the the actual plot specifics of that book i used to love it though. i saw the movie with hugo weaving i also like the movie at a time uh, i don't know how yeah, it i saw it today, theaters though. and have seen much like johnny da- that's one thing it has in common with johnny dangerously also uh joe piscopo i assume yeah, Joe Piscopo plays V. Yeah, Joe, he plays, uh, yeah, he, also he plays Stephen Fry. Uh, good old Stephen Fry. Speaking of Hugh Laurie, who we're talking about with House, and it all comes full circle on this episode of Chris and Matt Skim Wikipedia. And that's the way you do it. You come full circle. You tie Stephen Fry. Tie a string yeah, around wrap it. wrap a yellow ribbon around that old oak tree. For Tony Orlando and Dawn, who only needed one name uh, because she is named after a dish soap liquid. All right. Yep. Thanks. Uh, we're going to tell people, thank you, Gabber Media, for uh, you know pointing this podcast out in the world and doing all yep. those things. And, you know, thank you for listening. Uh, you can, you know, subscribe in various podcast places. You know, keep on listening to this here podcast. Tell your friends, or more likely, tell your enemies, and tell them it's a really good podcast. And then the next thing you know, <laughs> you've wasted a half hour of your enemy's life, and they'll never get it back. That's how we should really pitch this podcast. We should get, we should, yeah, just a prank. Yeah, basically, it's, it's a prank, or like a, uh, yeah, or like a, like the uh, Momo challenge. <laughs> we'll be like the podcast case version of the Momo challenge because like if people listen, we get we'll start a rumor that if you listen to the podcast in the middle. It's like a creepy voice comes up. Yeah, it'll make you want yeah. to kill yourself. And so, like, that will get, like, we'll get tweens to listen to the podcast, and then they'll post about it on TikTok or whatever, and then then we'll get, like, advertisements to be able to sell, like... So, spoken like a man that knows what he's talking about. Then we'll get, like, advertisements for, like, I don't know, whatever tweens get advertised to, like, uh, Dunkaroos or some shit. <laughs> Dunkaroos, a snack of my childhood, because... Kangaroos in Australia were a popular thing. They were a vibrant thing. Shout out to Q-Tip. That's been this episode of Chris and Matt's Kim Wikipedia. I have been Chris, the bad boy of podcasting. The, the interrupter of podcasting. <laughs> yeah, you didn't know I was going to keep saying things, so it was an accidental uh, interruption. Well, yep, that was Matt, the interrupter. Uh, so thank you for listening. Uh, we'll... In the words of Brad in that one episode of Home Improvement, I always talk about because one of the only things I remember when he meant to say see you next time, but he was so flustered by being near Heidi, who he had a crush on, he said, well, that'll be my uh, sign-off line for the rest of this podcast. 
naked sex time. <laughs> All right.